Hello, welcome to Theatre Club. In the podcast this week, myself, Alice, and my brother, Oscar, Hello. have got some amazing reviews. I've got a great top tip that I'm so excited to tell you, Oscar. I can't wait. And also, dun dun dun, I've been to see something and you don't even know what to do. You've been on a secret show? Yeah. That's exciting. I know. Should we get stuck into it? Yeah, what should we start with? Oh, your top tip, as usual. You want my top tip? Okay, so, my top tip, I was really excited when I saw a poster the other day, and it was for a new show outside the Soho Theatre. I like the look on your face. Your eyes are going from left to right, left to right, Soho Theatre. Yeah. Saw the cast. Oh, hey, Tyrone Huntley. What are you doing there? You going to be in a new show? Yes, you are. It's called The View Upstairs, and it's a hot new musical. Yes, I'm looking forward to this. Oscar, I already knew about don't it. Be annoying. I know you always try and surprise me with these, but oh, I do already me. know about it. What do you know about it? I know that it is an off. It's been on uh, on off Broadway. Um, it is something to do with kind of Stonewall, maybe mm-hmm. gay, some sort of gay history. Yes, it's kind an LGBTQ. Something to do with gay rights. Yeah, um, it's um, it's about um, a gay bar in New Orleans in the French Quarter that had a arson attack on it. Oh, yes, that's what it's about. Okay, it's yeah. not about Stonewall, yes. Yeah, so it's, um, it's, and it, it's about, the, I think it's about a man who bought the, bought the bar and didn't realise it was an iconic gay bar and that this Awful tragedy happened. had happened. Oh. And I think 32 people lost their lives. Yeah. And Tyrone Huntley's going to play the man that has bought the bar. Oh, and people don't remember, Tyrone Huntley was in Leave to Remain, which um, you saw at the... Lyric. And oh, then he which was, was fantastic. So annoyed I didn't see that. And then he directed Ain't Misbehaving, which we loved. We at loved the Southern and we Oh, I was so excited when I saw it because I didn't think you'd know anything oh, about I it. Oh, I did. Yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to it. I'm just, um, when does it start? Well, Oscar, we need to get booking because yeah, like three of the first performances have already sold out. Yeah, it starts soon, doesn't it? So it starts on Thursday, the 18th of July, and it runs until Saturday, the 24th of August. Oh, and okay. Soho Theatre is one of those sort of modern spaces where there isn't really any problems with sight lines. Yeah, it's kind of studio space. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. So I would, you know, get any seat you want, really. Oh, I'm always up for a new musical. Oh my God, I'm so excited about this one. And I kind of um, noticed the choreography was by Fabian Alois, who did Rink, Our House and Working. Uh, Okay, yeah. We liked Rink a lot. And it's directed by Jonathan O'Boyle, who directed Aspects of Love. Oh, yeah, the one that came down from Manchester to Southwark Playhouse yep. this year, yeah. Hair. Uh-huh. And... <laughs> That's going to really hurt people's ears. Sorry. <laughs> Pippin! I, I liked Pippin. I hated it. You didn't hate it. Mm. I think you're rewriting history. What, did you I really, really didn't. You I didn't like hate it. You're you right. It? I didn't we hate it, it, but I didn't... No, Oscar, stop trying what, to... No, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I know you didn't love it, but didn't you enjoy, you know, parts of it? I don't like Pippin the musical. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm yes, sure he but did it was go- well directed. Yeah. It was well directed. Out of the two performances you've seen, because remember you saw that awful one at the Menia oh, yeah. years back. So that was. I just don't like was- Pippin. I no. really don't like that musical. Anyway, moving on. That's really exciting. Everybody, please book the view upstairs at the Soho Theatre. I think it's going to be an amazing show. Do you want to hear about what I've been to see without? You? Yeah, tell me. Well, it's about three women. <gasps> They are oh, fed have you up been to see Yes. With who? Oscar, I did I had a whole, whole intro. Oh, I'm so sorry. Start again. Okay. Wait, you wake up in the morning. <laughs> blood starts pumping out no, on the streets. No, no, I've missed a whole line, haven't I? Yeah. 
Well, wake up in bed, stumble to the kitchen. Oh, I forgot to pull myself a cup of ambition. ambition. That's where I'm going wrong in life. I'm yeah. not yawning, stretching, or trying to come to life. <laughs> right, calm down. So, 9 to 5, the musical is at the Savoy Theatre. Mm-hmm. I went to see it and did a little sneaky review the other night. It um, didn't have Louise Redknapp in it. Oh, okay. I saw Caroline Sheen, who played the oh, role yeah. of Violet. I saw Amber Davis. From Love Island. From Love Island. Who I've heard is actually very good. And I saw Natalie McQueen. I've heard she's brilliant. Is she that good? She's that good. Um, who did you go and see this with? Just a couple of friends. Got a last minute ticket. Oh, wow. From where? Um, They had them and they just asked me if I wanted to go along. Oh, I see. Okay. And we sat on the back row of the stalls. Yeah. Which they sell at restricted view price because they have the overhang of the balcony. But um, for this, it doesn't matter because you can't see it. There's nothing that happens at the top anyway. So I totally recommend sitting on the back row of the stalls. It's £45. Um, Because, you know, it is an expensive theatre to see things in. But also today's ticks do the £25 rush. Oh, that's true. So I would do that if I was going to go. So tell me about it. Okay, so it's really good. It's really fun. I've never seen the film, but I knew, I know what it's about. It's about three women who, um, it's set in the 80s. They have a chauvinistic pig of a boss who's constantly putting up other people for promotion before them, isn't paying them the same. So there was quite a lot of... Um, current themes about gender equality and the pay gap and mm-hmm. it's relevant for our time kind of thing and there's um, the role that Amber Davis played is you know she's a woman that's left her husband who's cheated on her she's got no confidence she's never had a yeah. job in her life played by Jane Fonda in the film I was it mm-hmm. and she um, she was really good Amber Davis has got a great yeah. voice yeah. she does a song um, and it's a kind of breakup anthem like he comes back saying I want you back and she's basically like get out yeah it's done and actually she did she hit those high notes it, she was really good um the other but the thing that I just loved in it was Bonnie Langford oh yeah so Bonnie Langford so plays a secretary who loves the chauvinistic part she's kind of yeah. like obsessed with him and she's like this comedy role and Oh my god! I mean, we know that she's an amazing dancer. Yeah, I saw her in Forty Second Street. She was great. Oh, she's such a fantastic dancer. Her physicality, her yeah. timing, but she's so funny. And yeah. you know, like at the end when everyone came on to get the to do the bows, she got the loudest. Yeah, she was the one that people really loved. Yeah, she's so good in it. She has this fantastic tango number, and she gets all sexy, but in a funny way. And Bonnie Langford just shone. She yeah. was the bit that I was like, that was so fun seeing her. Oh, so it's good fun then? It's a good fun musical. Um, I've heard some of the comedies a bit dated, as some of the reviews no, I read. No, it was a good book. It was okay. good. Um, the thing that I found a little bit disappointing was, you know, the, the music and lyrics are by Dolly. And I'm such a big fan of Dolly Parton. I've listened to like a lot of her albums, not just the hits. Yeah. And I was expecting more of the Dolly... Um, I thought it was like a bit of a missed opportunity that you have these three women who can all really sing and they didn't have a big Dreamgirls-esque kind mm. of harmonising number. Dolly Parton used to be in this amazing band called The Trio with Lydia Ronstadt, Emmylou Harris and herself and they used to do these beautiful harmonies. Oh, yes, it's a whole album. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, and I thought, why there are, there are scenes with these women all together. Why are we not having an amazing song like that? Mm. So that was a bit of a shame. Um, but it is really good fun. It's pure entertainment. You go in, you have a great time. There's not a dull moment. There's no boring yeah. song. There's no The scene changes are really quick. And then you go home and you kind of forget about it. Yeah. It, you know, it's it's so literally like Tina Turner, Kinky Boots. It's it's Yeah, it's a good fun. It's a good fun music. musical. Yeah. It's not my kind of thing really, but I liked it. 
Yeah, I would go and see it for like 25 quid on Today Ticks when I've got some time. Well, you've got until if... April 2020. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> I will totally go and see it one day for 25 quid. Well, you've been to see something without me. I went to see Fiverr, which is a new musical by Alex James Ellison and Tom Lees. And it's at the Southwark Playhouse in their small space. And it's a new musical... It's kind of modern, I guess, pop music. I would say it's closest to actually more like a song cycle than a mm-hmm. musical, kind of halfway between a song cycle and a musical. So remember we saw um, Songs for a New World oh, yeah. and Working, which we saw at the Southern Playhouse. So it's kind of a series of songs that are tied together and the thread in this one is a £5 note. So we follow a £5 note, it goes from a busker to a homeless guy to somebody and we're kind of following loosely that is what takes us from scene to scene. But obviously, unlike a song cycle, it's not just songs. In the scene, there'll be like a setup with some dialogue and yeah. an acting scene and then a song that kind of carries it through. Um, and then there's also kind of one... Oddly, there's one storyline that runs through it about kind of a student te- uh, stalking their teacher. And it doesn't actually have anything to do with five pound notes. I'm not quite sure why that one ran through. Oh. But basically, we just... we follow, So it's follow the five pound note and we kind of see different people singing the songs and it's a cast of four well five actually so one that's of... a sweet little program you've got there yeah this is a cute little program oh. so alex james ellison who is one of the creators of the show he kind of opens the show he's got a guitar and he kind of he's sort of the like narratory kind of he introduces us to the show and he kind of bridges some of the scenes and then we have a cast of four which is luke bayer dan buckley hibber l chicker and oh how on earth would you say that ophi clesham so what I'll start by saying is that the those four, the cast, are really good. Mm-hmm. They're all kind of young people. I'm sure lots of people are aware of them because like Luke Bayer, for example, was in Everybody's Talking About Jamie. He was the alternate Jamie. Uh, Dan Buckley was in Eugenius, which did really well last year oh, and got yeah. a big kind of cut following. Um, I've heard Hibber. Actually, she was once on um, Elaine Page. Elaine Page once had her on and oh. she sang a song from The Colour oh, Purple. Yeah. Do you remember her? Yeah, I do. And I recognised her as soon as she started singing. I was like, oh my God, I know that voice. So the four of them, all four of them have really good voices. Yeah. So when they started singing, I was kind of like, you know, you breathe a little sigh of relief when you're in that small space and you're like, there's just four people there and they're just going to sing now. For I was like, okay, they can all really sing really, really well. Yeah. And the first couple of songs were like, okay, they're not awful, but they also weren't quite great. And yeah. I was thinking, you know, give them a chance. But for me, the... The actual songs didn't really do enough for me. Okay. And the kind of stories, I think, that linked them were quite disparate in that they were just sort of... you. It's very hard with a song cycle kind of show. You're, you're meeting these characters for the first time. They're going straight into a song. You don't get a lot of backstory or setup. And so to care about the characters, the song has to really take you there. And just kind of too, for me, too many love songs that had similar melodies and similar quite generic cliched lyrics so for me there wasn't quite enough variation um you know there were some funny songs that kind of broke up and some that the song that ended the first half was really good that kind of had this sort of almost like devil went down to georgia kind of country vibe of like the five pound note where's it taking us next but for a song cycle style show to have an interval and then have to come back to see more I kind of got a little bit annoyed in the second half yeah. that I was still there. Yeah. And that sounds kind of mean. They were all really good performers. I just kind of thought, no, this needs to be an hour and 15. We're watching, you know, five pound note, travelling around. We see these different characters. 
there's no need to have an interval. There's no story break. You're not coming back for anything. There isn't a natural break in this. No. no, so I just didn't think it was worth running it over two halves. And in the second half, I just thought, we've got more of the same songs here and more love <laughs> songs. So for me, but I will say that the audience were really, really responsive. People were loving it. And I've read the reviews and the reviews have actually been really good. So don't just take my word for it. Read some other people's reviews because a lot of them love the music. Some people are saying this is a show for the music. Oh. So those songs obviously work for some people. For me, they, that's not my kind of... I like more of a narrative within the song. I like to be taken somewhere. It's just a personal thing, isn't it? Yeah. So for me, the songs didn't work, but these performers were really good. And I did kind of feel like I was watching a showcase of, like, you good know, singing. stars of the future. Ooh. You know, I think we'll see all these four people in other bigger things. Is it still on? Um, yes, so it runs until the 20th of July. It was quite a short run. So, I mean, by the time you're listening to this, it may basically have already gone, unfortunately. It just was, it was a miss for me, unfortunately, but lots and lots of people loved it. So if you saw it and you loved it, let us know on the Instagram. Because... Or write in, old-fashioned style, P.O. box, <laughs> Pencil and paper. But yeah, so it has probably finished now. It finished on 20th of July. And that was Fiverr. So, before we go and have a little drinky boo, something I just happened to see when I was looking at what's on stage earlier today is that Sister at the Musical is coming back yes. to do a tour. And Oscar and I, we were so, like... We were a bit snobby, we're, weren't we? Yeah, we were like, we're not going to see Sister at the Musical. Well, because I think it definitely came at a time when they'd done a lot of... I mean, they still are doing it. Taking a lot of films, 9 to 5. Yeah. Kinky Boots, turning them into musicals, often not with very good music. Mm, just a bit cheesy and a bit sort of like for the for yeah. the masses. And we were just like, it's not really our, our vibe. We're not going to go and see it. Then we kept on hearing the soundtrack being yeah, played. And, and we actually really, liked, really it. liked it. And we were really annoyed that we didn't go. It's produced by Whoopi Goldberg and Jamie Wilson. And will start at the Curve in Leicester on the 21st of April 2020. And then it will go to the Newcastle, Leeds, Sheffield, Manchester. Doesn't say when it's coming to London, but it will be announced. After that, yeah. And they've slightly reworked it, which sounds quite interesting. So in the original one, it was Bettina Miller. And then the tour was Cynthia Erivo. So it was a young Dolores. And I know, I imagine if we'd seen Cynthia Erivo oh. in it. But this version, they're kind of rewriting it and the actress playing Dolores Oh, yes, so she's going to be played by Brenda Edwards. Brenda Edwards, um, who's been in lots of musical theatre. I think she's done... Um, she was in X Factor, actually, back in the day, like season two. And then she did We Were Rocky for ages and... Chicago. Chicago, exactly. So they're rewriting it for an older Dolores, which I think might actually work quite well, a kind of ageing showgirl rather than an up-and-coming yeah. showgirl. I think that's kind of more the vibe that Whoopi brought to it, even though Whoopi was youngish at the time. But I never thought of it as a young role. No, I didn't. So I think that would be more interesting to have a an older. And I didn't realise it had music by Menken. Alan yes, Menken. Alan Menken. Well, I think at the time I didn't really clock that. That's no. maybe why we weren't as excited. But yeah, Alan Menken is oh, obviously Aladdin, Little Mermaid, Beauty Lion and the King, Beast. I yeah. mean, you name it. So we were kind of fools not to do our research first time around, really. So anyway, I'm really excited about that. Yeah. So we will. Well, yeah, we'll talk about it more when we find out the London dates. But um, very much looking forward to that. But now. It's cocktail time. So this is my cocktail to accompany our next review, which is A Midsummer Night's Dream at the Bridge Theatre. So this is the Mm. Midsummer Night's Daiquiri. So a daiquiri as a cocktail is usually rum with lime juice, sugar syrup. It's very simple. 
but obviously you can make various versions of it. So this one is kind of like a blackberry and cherry, I thought summer fruits, mm. midsummer night's dream. And instead of rum, because we didn't have any, we've used a vodka. We've used a Ciroc. Ciroc coconut flavoured vodka, but you could basically use any vodka or traditional rum. And yeah, you just, I took some fresh blackberries. I've got pips in my teeth. I tried to strain as best I could. Yeah, it's yeah, nice. I like it. You shake it all on ice with lemon juice. Um, and then I topped it up with a little bit of soda to kind of make it extra refreshing. Mm. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah, I really like it. It's really uh, summery. So I've basically finished it. So yeah, this um, production of The Midsummer Night's Dream, I went to see the Bridge Theatre. It's been running for a little while now. Um, and it's Nicholas Heitner's theatre, the Bridge Theatre, and he's directed this production. And like um, last year's, Shakespeare they put on which was Julius Caesar this is another one of their kind of immersive Shakespeare productions the theatre obviously the middle section where you usually have the stalls is now sort of freestanding promenading they call it don't they promenading and then you have seats around the edge so you can either sit around the edge or you can be down in the pit as it were and I got my tickets for £15 off today's ticks I think on the website they're 25 so this Midsummer Night's Dream it's when you go in, it's very, there's not very much set. It looked quite plain and boring. And then kind of the main company come on in these very drab, kind of almost religious looking garbs holding kind of hymn books. And they're singing this sort of Gregorian chant style like hymns. So it creates this quite weird, dark, sort of quite mm. somber kind of thing. And that's basically the sort of setup of the the society, which is quite rigid and structured and everyone's kind of in grey which I thought was a really clever way to do a Midsummer Night's Dream because then obviously once you get into the woods and into the magic of it, that's a much better sort of contrast mm. to have. So I thought that was really clever that they sort of, you're not instantly thrown into the magical promenading okay. experience. And in this production, they flipped the kind of the main two, Titania and Oberon, which is the fairy king and queen. They flipped their roles. So it's kind of the fairy king is played by Gwendolyn Christie from Game of Thrones. She played Brienne of Tarth. And so she's the fairy king, as it were. It slightly shifts the power dynamic more, which mm. I thought was clever. And yeah, basically, it's so good. Absolutely loved it. Just so inventive. And I think being standing, and I'm so glad I went for the standing, not only because it's cheaper, but because you get a different experience being in and amongst it. And you can kind of move around you can get different vantage points and as I said the stages kind of rise up and down to create these different platforms and they kind of move you around and then the characters enter through the crowd so you're suddenly standing and then one minute Puck is running right past you and up onto the stage. It really keeps you engaged doesn't it? It keeps you fully engaged the audience was really mixed there was kind of young kids there there was sort of all sorts of different people basically of different ages enjoying this and it's Everyone was fully, fully, fully engaged and brought along with the story. And the main cast were brilliant. So Gwendolyn Christie, I've already mentioned. Then there was Oliver Chris. Oh, he was really I like good. Him. Um, and then Puck was played by David Morst, who was in Alleluia. He was the kind of young boy in Alleluia who was a bit gormless. Do you remember him? Yep. And he was brilliant as Puck. Really funny. Very physical. The way he moved around. And there's a lot of. Um, silks, you know, those mm -hmm. sort of circus silks mm -hmm. that hang down and people up in these silks. And so lots of kind of circus work and, you know, they're, they're magical. They're almost like they're up in the trees. Wow. Then there's the Rude Mechanicals, who's the group of actors who are kind of putting on a play. Do you remember oh, from yeah, Midsummer Night's Dream? The play, and that's not always a bit I sort of remember, but they were really funny in this. The leader of um, them was the actress whose name I've now forgotten, who was in um, Bridget Jones's Diary, Perpetua. 
Oh, Remember who she, who she works with? She was brilliant. And then the actor who played Bottom was called Hamid Anamashon, and he was really, really funny. Like, he had, he kind of not stole the show, but his scenes, people were, you know, big, big laughs. Really? Really, just really, really funny. He was really charismatic. And he kind of did that thing that I guess, like, Simon Russell Beale or someone like that does, where the lines don't sound like they're delivering Shakespeare. It doesn't sound like they're, you know, kind of reading mm. prose, like poetry. They just sound like it's kind of coming out of their, you know, it's because of the way that they, their physicality and the way they respond to each line. They've really understood what they're saying. Just really funny, really. I don't want to kind of give too much away because it's an immersive thing and you're moving around it. I don't want to give away any of the kind of magical moments and kind mm. of special stuff, but I would 100% recommend it. So mum went to see this. Yes. And she um, she obviously was raving about it just like you are and had just the best things to say. And she was saying how she thought it was really good how they had done a lot of gender role swapping. Mm-hmm. Um, and that also that there was a lot of like black men in it who were playing various types of roles. So you had a sort of like men that were singing and then men that were being very romantic and then men that were being strong and... She just was saying how amazing it is that children that were in the audience, maybe on school trips from like inner city London, are getting to see these very, these men doing a lot of different roles. They're not just there. Well, because Bottom, um, in in the original version, um, Oberon the Fairy King tricks Titania into falling in love with Bottom and Bottom is kind of turned into a donkey and ass, as they call it. And so the joke is that basically she's fawning over this ass basically and in love with him which is where the comedy comes from but in this because they flipped it it was quite clever it's the fairy king that falls in love with the ass so they have a a, you know a gay romance together and it's not obviously it's totally played for laughs as it would be if it was the other way around because he's half donkey and he's a buffoon but it's kind of all so it wasn't played like oh look there's two men kissing kind of thing it was played for more the comedy of but she said that when they did kiss there was like a noticeable the kids in the audience were like oh well yeah because it's just something totally different but But it's done in a funny way how great to see a Shakespeare play where two men kiss yeah and there was another bit where the two Lysander and um there's a bit where you know they're all basically the two female characters fall in love for a moment and the two male characters do so yeah it plays a lot with all those those sorts of things and it was just it was really really funny well ruby has been to see it and oh, me- yeah, messaged me, in the- me well she, she messaged me it. in the interval saying it's fantastic it's so mum absolutely fun. loves it so i've booked a ticket for the 7th of august i'm going to the matinee fabulous and yeah. did you do you're doing promenade i'm obviously. doing promenade yeah I, 25 if, pounds i think yeah. that's brilliant if you're gonna go just you have to promenade yeah it's not as fun to sit and watch unless for some reason you can't stand for that long because you know it's two plus hours so there were points where i was like okay i've been standing for a long time but I can I can handle it. Yeah. And it was so much good fun. There were some really good uses of music. If you look at our Instagram, I've done... Because right at the end, you can kind of get your camera out once the show's sort of finished, but they kind of keep the music going and there's a really fun kind of atmosphere. I think um, I saw some things. Yeah. It's running till the 31st of August, so it's, it's a good long time. And it's just such a fun summer show to go and see. So much fun to go see with friends. You can all move around together. You can get split up and stand by yourself and, mm-hmm. you know... It's just really, really good fun. I hope they do one of these every year. And, you know, this is really different from Julius Caesar, so I think it's a good balance to go from a more serious one to this kind of fun. Yeah. You know, next year they could do something else. I just think it's such a brilliant way. And obviously because they've got, you know, we went to see that immersive Hamlet, which had a lot of budgetary limitations. It was a much smaller scale show. This has obviously got money behind it. So 
brilliant performers, brilliant acrobatics, lighting, the sets are incredible. Just everything about it is just so much fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, you're going to love it. So that's a definite, definite recommendation for me if you've got a chance to go and see it. Cool. So what else have we got to talk about? Is that it? Are we done? That's all our reviews for this. Yeah. We haven't seen each other. I feel like we must have seen more. We must have more to talk no, about. No, because you were away when we went to see Noises Off, which we didn't love. We didn't think you'd really miss oh, yeah. much there. But we've got some things coming up together. Yes, we've so got, we've got Bridges, on Monday, of Madison, Bridges of Madison County. If you haven't booked that yet, you have to. I mean, we don't know if it's going to be any <laughs> good, but from what I've seen on Instagram, it's already started its previews. I've seen some great reviews already. Really? I mean, it's got Jenna, Jenna Russell, Russell in it, singing a Jason Robert Brown score. I mean, it's going to be... I Jason just Robert Brown, now... Songs for a New World, oh, yes, song cycle right. we yes, saw, and he did the name. last five years. They're a match made in heaven, those two, and I cannot wait to see Cannot wait to see Bridges of Madison County. Would you like to do Can a fun quiz before we go? Oh, yes, please. Okay, so this, you have to guess the, uh, here are some taglines from iconic shows, okay? Okay. So much happened before Dorothy dropped in. It's an easy one. Yeah. Divorced, beheaded, live in concert. Six. You love that show, don't you? Seen it twice and I'm booking for a third time. Oh, I want to go and see it a third yeah. time. It's extended its run, so it's booking till like June next year. So I'm going to book those front row tickets again because they're 30 something quid. What a way to make a living. Nine to five. That's too easy. Big musical, big comedy, big hair. Oh, is that big musical, big comedy, big hair? Kinky Boots? Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'll give you one more guess. <sighs> Hairspray? Correct. Discover a whole new world. Aladdin. A whole new world. Don't you dare close your eyes. <laughs> There's a story behind every dream. Joseph? No. I'm going to have to push you. Oh. Easy. Is it? Dream girls. Come and meet those dancing feet. 42nd Street. Believe. The Prince of Egypt. Yes, which we've got tickets for. We've got our tickets booked. Oh my God, we got it wrong. What? It's not, but it's not. It wasn't that. It wasn't Prince of Egypt? No. Oh, I've just been singing that song all day. You've been singing Believe all day? Yeah, because they just released like um, a little video, I put it on our Instagram, of the orchestra um, and Stephen Schwartz. They're doing like a little pre-recording. Mm, so I've just been that singing out. that all day. What was it then? Well, why don't you try and guess? Believe? It's oh, a, the share okay. show. No, it's, oh. a sh- it's a show you haven't seen and I don't think you wanted to see it either. <sighs> Believe? Peter Pan. Yeah, you're close. It's believing in something that you probably shouldn't believe in. Oh, was it uh, Neverland or something like that? Ghost. Ghost. Oh, I know, random, what a weird right? tagline. It should have been, you in danger, girl. <laughs> Why? Because that's the best line from Ghost. <laughs> Is it? I've never yeah. seen it. Whoopi Goldberg says, you in danger, girl. <laughs> Unleash your imagination. Pass. No, you can't I pass. How dare you? Unleash your imagination. Okay, think kids. Matilda? Oh, sorry. I don't know why I said think kids because there was multiple choice and I thought it was Matilda. I thought I knew. Oh. The multiple choices are this. We know it's not Matilda, so I won't include that. It was the wrong answer. Mary Poppins, Starlight Express, Lord of the Rings. Oh, it's got to be Mary Poppins. No. <gasps> Lord of the Rings? Yeah. What a weird tagline. Unleash your imagination. I know. Surely it would be something about... Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I don't know. One ring to rule. I don't know. Yeah. Gandalf, we love you. And that is the end of the quiz. Well, I don't know how I feel about that quiz. Oscar, quite, Oscar, do difficult. not be a sore loser. 
Do you know what? Musicals aren't really known for their taglines, are they? It's not like films. If you did me a, you know... A, a film one, yeah. yeah, of movie posters. Yeah, oh, you, I'm going to try and find that for you next time. Oh, okay. I don't know what the bloody tagline for Lord of the Rings musical was. What was the tagline for Spider-Man the musical, do you think? God knows. I don't either. What do you think Bat Out of Hell was? I'd do anything for a ticket, <laughs> but I won't do that. <laughs> well, thanks for the quiz. For the online quiz, for which I wasn't given the multiple choices. <laughs> I wasn't going to make it too hard. Yeah, that's true. I got a few right, though, didn't I? Yeah, you did really well. So, yeah, next time we will have our... We'll probably be back with our review of the Bridges and Madison County. Our I'll rave review, I'm sure. wait for. Till then, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Theatre Club Podcast. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, but I've kind of given up given up the will with Twitter. Twitter's just... thing of the past. Twitter's dead. Now that Stephen Twitter. Fry's not really tweeting anymore. Yeah, is. over Twitter. It's all about Instagram. Um, I'll put a picture up of this lovely cocktail. Mm. And please subscribe on iTunes to the podcast. And why not leave a little review if you enjoy it? Five stars if you feel like it. Five stars, write a little review, leave a comment, and tell your friends about this show. Join our community. And until next time, thanks again for listening. Any dream will do.